Hi, welcome to the Freshly Popped Podcast. That sounds condescending. I didn't like that. (laughs) Take two. It didn't, but... (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Freshly Popped Podcast with Jordan and Wes. My name is Jordan Wayne Zimmerman. And I'm Wes. (laughs) I I still hate that you do that, but okay. (laughs) This is episode two. We came back. Look at us committing to something for once. We did it. Um, (laughs) I'm so proud. So with some more time, we kind of, we we have an idea for how we kind of like want to structure the podcast now. Since the last one was very just like stream of consciousness. And we just kind of talked. Uh, So we came up with essentially three segments for our episodes. And to be fair, this might not work either. And if it doesn't, we'll adapt. But basically, uh, every episode we want to touch on the movie news that's happened recently. uh, And entertainment news, not just movies, but like entertainment, TV, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then we've picked a topic with each episode that kind of... Just saying topic sounds really vague, but fits with it. <laughs> like a theme i think i think that makes sense you yeah know? a concept that concept. relates to uh film tv entertainment that we are gonna do like more of a deep dive into and then uh something we did do in the first episode is a review of some film that we watched uh also we haven't decided how regularly yet we're gonna post <laughs> i think we're t- thinking every other week either every other week or maybe weekly because we, we were talking about possibly doing in between like a movie review so movie reviews every other week and then the weeks in between just talking about past movies and things that we enjoy about which would be movies. fun we could watch like could be fun. older movies yeah and that um, way we can like because there's there's no reason to forget like past movies and tv shows well some you should forget but <laughs> There's but no reason to like not talk, talk about. about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So today we've got a great show for you today. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about how uh, the concept of storytelling is able to transcend uh, human demographics. And if that sounds pretentious, that's because it is. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it more. And then after that, we're going to be talking about the movie that we watched, which was Minari. And I thought, is it Minari or Minari? I didn't. Um, I, I watched the movie, but it was like a week ago. So I forgot. You know that. I think it. it's Minari, isn't it? Uh, the way, I thought the way, the way they pronounced it when... We're going to get into it. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, But before that, let's talk about some news. Woo! Uh, Okay, so I believe it was March 14th. uh, Our last episode. When when was our last episode? Oh, man, that's a good question. It was uh, Wednesday last week. So the 24th, I want to say, it went up. Last week? Oh, yeah, but when did we record it? Oh, my bad. We recorded it last week. It went up this past week so the 24th was when it debuted but we were no okay we recorded i I actually wrote this down we recorded it on march 9th march was not last oh my goodness i thought it was only a week before did it really take us two weeks to edit it yes (laughs) because we were figuring it out so uh we recorded the last episode on march 9th today is march 28th so quite a few things have happened since 
One of the biggest things that's happened is, I believe it was March 14th or 15th, uh, the nominations for the uh, 93rd Academy Awards were announced. Uh, very, very exciting. I'm not going to go into all of them right now, but I am going to go through the Best Picture nominees at least. So all of the films that were nominated for Best Picture for the Oscars this year were The Father, Judas, and The Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I like how you pronounced half of those. <laughs> Thank you. There's very, very good diction. You can tell your. Thank you. I took. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you. I have a degree. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen two of them so far. Yeah, uh, I've I've only seen uh, Minari. Um, because I mean, between the two of us, you're you're always more on top of like the Oscar stuff. I every, just like to go see movies every year since. Like, I want to say 2015 or 2016, uh, I always go to watch all the Best Picture nominees. I would love to watch everything that's nominated, but I don't have the time for that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of movies to watch, but, but I, I've, like for every single category. But exactly. I, I still don't know how I feel about the whole Academy thing, because there's like a lot of like news just and, and like rumors around every single film award show or oh yeah i mean let's be real about something just off the bat like award shows are fun and stuff but like film and like art it's it's at at its baseline subjective yeah so like uh even though there are elements of objectivity like there's never gonna be even if a, a movie wins it doesn't mean it is the objective best it just means that the most people within the voting party believed it was the best. And you don't have to agree with them. Yeah, That's and that leaves an issue the... for who the voting party is, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure, isn't Meatloaf on the Probably. Uh, Academy? I don't know. I'm pretty I will sure say, I read that. And he's one, only been in, like, two, three films. But one thing about the Academy, though, I will say, that puts them above other certain award shows, is there's so many people in the voting party... Like, there's, like, thousands of people in their voting party. Oh, my goodness. That it at least <laughs> allows them to make it a little more objective. This is, like, I'm I'm infamously, like, kind of anti the Golden Globes. Oh, Because yeah. the Golden Globes, I don't know the size of their voting party, but it's much smaller. And it's members of the press, not members of the industry who vote on it. So it's, like, the people who write the entertainment articles and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So, like, that's why I've not always agreed with their decisions. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard a lot of bad things about that one in particular. But, but I mean, and you're so you're going to find that in every award show. I, I have a, I tend to think that the uh, Academy Awards are one of the better. And I'm not saying they're the best one about it, but one of the better ones. Okay. In that regard. Um, but what do I know? I yeah <laughs> I'm just um, a student. So that's really or exciting. A former student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. The Academy Awards this year are on Sunday, April 25th, which is almost what like a month away. That's crazy. It's usually in February <laughs> or the beginning of March oh, yeah. because of the pandemic. They I had, had to, to push back. They had to change like the entire um block of time 
that movies could be in to to be able to qualify for this one. Yeah, usually usually it's just within the calendar year. And they had to like I don't know when the uh when they extended it to, but yeah. Um so another big thing that happened, our second news story today is that uh Disney, like I want to say last week, uh oh yeah, literally the day that we went and saw Minari announced a huge shuffle of their movie slate. Yeah. Like a really like a lot of stuff is being moved. Uh probably the biggest ones are Cruella and Black Widow. So Cruella, uh, Black Widow, even uh Luca. Luca. Luke, I don't think Luca was moved, but Luca, it, it was changed to just go straight to Disney Plus, which is exactly. insane. Uh which I mean I'm glad I don't have to pay any extra for it, but I wanted to see it in a theater. <laughs> Um, so I don't remember when Cruella was originally scheduled to release, but, um, oh, I want to say it was like May. I want to say it was like May 28th or something. Cause we, we saw a trailer of Cruella at Minari and then, uh, <laughs> they, they changed the date. So that trailer. Oh, is like okay. So Cruella didn't actually change dates. Okay. They're just, they're just adding. So Cruella is coming out on May 28th. It's still okay. scheduled for May 28th, to my knowledge. Um, however, they're also doing the Disney Plus Premiere Access thing with it, which they were not originally going to do. Um, so you'll be able to pay $30 on Disney Plus and watch it early. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about Disney uh, <laughs> Plus Premiere Access. but we're, well, We, we talked about it. this last episode uh, with Raya and how... Like you, you could pay Disney Plus thirty dollars to watch it. It was also in theaters, and then also you just have to wait. What is it? Three months before it's like free? Raya. Be- Raya becomes free in June. Like it says on Disney Plus when it becomes free in June. Okay, I don't know what day though. Um, so Cruella is doing that, and then Black Widow was originally supposed to come out on May 9th, I believe. Um, yes, that is not the case. Or May seventh. May seventh. May seventh. Yeah. Um, that is not the case anymore. Black Widow is now being released on Friday, July 9th. And That's so much later. I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is um, also doing the premiere access. I think, I mean, I am planning on going to see Black Widow in the theater. By that point, I will be fully vaccinated. Yeah, we're both going to be fully vaccinated um, by that uh, point. So I'm not super worried yeah. about it. Wes and I are both, I, I know I'm, I'm partially vaccinated. Are you, fu- have you gotten your second dose yet? My second dose is next month. Okay, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, get vaccinated when you're able to and eligible. Just heads up. <laughs> um, so some other like kind of smaller things that happened within that same slate reshuffle. And again, you already mentioned Luca, but yeah, Luca is releasing exclusively on Disney Plus on just June. Just like Soul, yeah. Just like Soul and just like Onward. Oh, um, Onward. I forgot Onward was that. Yeah. And uh, it's releasing on June 18th. And uh, some other movies, there were a few other movies uh, that got moved around. So those movies are Free Guy, which is that Ryan Reynolds one where he's like the video oh, game Oh, I want to see that, yeah. It is now coming out on August 13th. Okay. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings mm. is now releasing September 3rd. Um, none of the other Marvel stuff got moved, though. I, I think the rest of them were far enough out that it's not. Oh yeah, that that they don't have to change it now. But if if um 
things are still going like they are come the end of summer, we're probably going to see a lot more movement. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I really hope not, because I really want to see Eternals. Like, I really want to see Eternals. <laughs> I'm so excited for that one. I actually, um, I'm I'm really excited for that Ryan Reynolds movie, just because it does like, look fun. He, he's been making some pretty good movies lately when it comes to uh, satirical or fourth wall breaking he's and comedy. He's so funny. And um, I, I just, I remember seeing the trailer for that one, and I was just like, that's a really fun idea. I agree. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Some other movies, uh, there's only there's three other ones that got like moved around. Uh, the King's Man, which is the uh, Kingsman prequel, yeah, that comes out on December 22nd. Uh, Deep Water, which I am not super familiar with, comes out on January 4th of next year, mm-hmm. and then Death on the Nile, which is the murder on the Orient Express like sequel movie, uh, comes out on February 11th of next year. So those are all the movies that were moved so far. None of the other uh, movies on Disney slate were moved. Just those. So hopefully there are no more big like changes, but I guess we'll yeah. see. I mean, it sounds like we have a big movie coming out every month now. So that'll, cool. that'll be fun to look oh, yeah. forward to. I agree. Um, our third piece of news, speaking of Disney, uh disney actually i guess they do still own it avatar has retaken the title of top grossing movie of all time from avengers endgame after it (laughs) re-released in china yes yeah um that movie's gross now stands at approximately and this uh this is as of march 13th uh via entertainment weekly so this number is could probably it's probably higher now but at that point it had stood at an estimated 2.802 billion dollars um avengers and endgame ended its run at 2.797 billion dollars um i think regardless of who has the title like say say they re-release avengers endgame and it grosses more again i think regardless of the numbers avatar is far more impressive numbers wise just because it doesn't have the big star power that uh avengers flaunted it It doesn't doesn't have the brand story the brand recognition it just happened and blew up because of the technology they use it's so crazy to me to think about how well that movie has done it was it was a really good movie too like i really enjoyed it it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I enjoyed it as well. I'm really looking forward to the second one. I know it's like a joke to talk about the sequel because it's been delayed so many times, <laughs> but I'm like actually really excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. And I think now that it has the brand recognition that each subsequent movie is going to bring in some really good numbers. I agree. Um, great. Like I, I know someone who worked at... Um, disney world uh for the disney college program and worked in the uh is it pangea right uh no it's pandora oh, pangea God. is the name yeah. of the supercontinent <laughs> that existed on earth Great. billions of now years ago. i sound stupid thank you <laughs> no i uh like i said it's been a while since i i saw the movie but oh yeah um, that movie's, that at movie pandora 2009 that is insane i'm so old <laughs> But Pandora, they worked in that, and and they said it it was amazing. They really enjoyed it. It looks gorgeous. What they did with it, yeah. 
Um, something I just remembered and just added to our notes literally before we, right before we started shooting. Um, the Suicide Squad trailer just dropped like yesterday or the day before. Yes, um, the James Gunn one. And Wes has not seen the trailer because he doesn't like to watch trailers. I haven't. I, I, I saw the posters, but I did not see the trailer. Well, and I'm shocked because I usually watch the trailers multiple times. I've only seen it once. It looks fantastic. Like it looks insane. I'm so excited because it's just like the last one was just so bad but i like um, that they're keeping i agree it is bad yeah. i like that they're keeping harley quinn though oh yeah Har harley I, quinn was like the best part of that movie um but it's like this movie or so margot movie, robbie is harley quinn yeah i love i, I really like margot robbie um this movie is rated r and yeah it's rated r because the trailer is a red band trailer oh wow yeah because well like and like one of the characters is king shark right Yes. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah, they just announced that. Um <laughs> and because like there's a shot in the trailer where he like rips this guy apart and I'm oh. like, okay, yeah, they're clearly using the R-rated stuff, but it, it looks so it looks funny, it looks like hilarious. I I'm really excited for it. That's what happens when you bring James Gunn onto a movie. Like he's, he's just so got so talented great writing skills. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was fantastic. Like even as like a standalone film, like it didn't even have to be guardians of the galaxy. And like, no one really knew who guardians of the galaxy was like, ex at least the general populace didn't know guardians of the galaxy until that movie. But like now it's like, it's like a household name, you know, everyone know. knows guardians of the galaxy. And that's one of my favorite movies is guardians of the galaxy too. And he's just so great with, with the writing for those group um baddies movies oh so true i'm very um, excited for it well and one thing i'll say one more thing and then we can move on one thing i'm really excited about too is like the cast is huge of this movie oh, yeah but my understanding the way they're marketing it like i think they're gonna kill off a lot of them oh they've gotta like they've i think gotta. The, well because i think the posters all they released a bunch of character posters and all of them say don't get too attached <laughs> I'm like, I think their, their plan is to like kill off at least half of the cast. <laughs> I mean, like, it makes sense. I that's mean, the whole, yeah. Look back at um Deadpool two. Um, they they bragged about their um their casting for like Deadpool's little um what what was it? The X <gasps> oh, the X Force. The X Force. That was yeah. such a good scene. <laughs> and they oh killed God. off all of them. <laughs> so it's just like so I funny. mean, that, spoilers, but it's been out for a while. Yeah, um, no. And, and then and then who was it uh brad pitt played the invisible yeah. guy like, <laughs> and you see him for literally a frame <laughs> for real he's gone but yeah okay so moving on uh this next one i'm just gonna gloss over this one super quick uh the producers guild awards recently happened um which is like i don't follow it super closely but it's like one of the one of the like more i guess prestigious awards because oh. producers run everything <laughs> the i think the biggest thing to take away is that nomadland won for uh outstanding producer of a theatrical motion picture and mm. the reason why i bring that up is that uh a lot of people are kind of operating under the assumption that nomadland is going to take best picture okay um that's what i'm hearing i haven't seen it yet so i, I have nothing to say about that other than just that's what I have heard. And the fact that it won the Producers Guild Award for that, essentially, um, further uh, puts credence to the idea that that could happen. But it also could not. We don't know. 
Uh, but that's just something <laughs> to think about going forward. That's really the only reason I, I mean, oh, I mean, kind of off topic, but uh, Schitt's Creek won uh, for Outstanding Producer of episode, Episodic Television Comedy, which is great because that show is fantastic. As they should. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, <laughs> you should go like watch it. every award. <laughs> they won every comedy Emmy. That's like never happened before. That's insane. But I yeah, actually wrote about that in my uh, research essay. So good. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, we just have a couple little more news things, and then we will move on. Uh, two, I mean, obviously there's always tons of movies that are announced. Uh, two big ones that I decided to kind of pull into this, because I know that we could probably uh, actually make conversation about it. <laughs> Sony and PlayStation Productions are developing a film based off of their recent highly acclaimed uh video game ghost of tsushima Mm -hmm. and it's being directed by i'm gonna i don't know how to pronounce his name chad stahelski i believe is his last name uh who is the director of the john wick films oh man i know um and i have i i have to confess i haven't seen any of the john wick films i've seen um I, I actually didn't see the first one. I don't think I've heard. I've seen the second great. and third one, and they're they are fantastic. I like, need to go. Keanu and watch Reeves um, is such a wholesome man. Love him. Uh, but honestly, like sometimes he's just not the best actor. He just enjoys doing it, and that's yeah. that's what I enjoy about him. But for these films, he's he's fantastic. But I, <laughs> I'm excited. So I well. think. I mean, I've seen some of the action scenes, and they're fantastic. Like they're they're so good oh yeah and I'm, I'm excited to see how that director will bring that into this and that's um, such a good game too like my buddies play it all the time i don't have a playstation so i've never i haven't gotten to play it yet oh, but hopefully one day that's your mistake i of course money fan um, and then also they just announced that um dc films is developing a zatanna movie and it's being written by Emerald Fennell, who is the director of one of the uh, Best Picture nominees this year, Promising Young Woman. Uh, they haven't really given any other information than that, but uh, Zatanna is really cool. I really like yeah, her. Yeah, um, I've, I've read about it. Magic-y. Uh, there's no uh, casting yet. We, we really don't know anything. We just know we're getting it. Yeah, and we know that... Uh, According to Variety, this this movie will be her first franchise appearance. That's crazy. So it's not going to be like she shows up in something else first. Um, but I'm really excited about that. I don't really have anything. Yeah, we, cool. there, there's really nothing else to say about it right now. But um, Well, when it comes to DC films, they honestly, like the only good ones that have come out were like the older Batman movies from like, what was that? Like 2000... Um, Gosh, when was that? Are we talking about? Are we talking about the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, something like that. Those were like the last good ones that came out, and then I, like uh, what was um, it, Man of Steel? Um, I love Man of Steel. I know it's divisive. I love Man of Steel and, and Wonder like, Woman. Wonder Woman is good. Wonder Woman, yeah. Um, and it's just so I I liked Shazam too. I thought that was a pretty. pretty I thought good it was movie. good, but like everyone is always comparing DC versus the Marvel movies and talking about how much better Marvel is because Marvel, well, they have more funding because at Disney and Marvel is, is just like, it's more family friendly. So it brings in more of the, the revenue brings in more of the audience. And so Marvel has like exploded in popularity um, versus DC where it, we just keep getting like, these kind of bad movies like suicide squad yeah. and 
honestly, I think DC is marking a turnaround uh, with with their recent film uh, releases. Well, with with their upcoming film releases, such as with Suicide Squad and uh, with the uh, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is supposed to be much better than the regular one. Uh, So it sounds like DC might be making the turnaround and might be uh, heading back up closer to the top. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do. And I'm also really glad that you brought up Zack Snyder's Justice League because that leads into our last news. That's what we call a transition. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's what we call a segue. Um, (laughs) Our last piece of news for today is there were two pretty major, I would say, releases um, that, that... warrant talking about that came out since our first episode um one of them being Zack snyder's justice league and the other being that um as of now the first two episodes of marvel studios the falcon and the winter soldier have uh, released. <laughs> i'm so behind <laughs> i i was joking i'm not gonna lie i was joking with one of uh my other friends that uh we should do a fit like a, a joke segment called has Wes watched WandaVision yet? Um, <laughs> have you watched any of it yet? I haven't. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, well, so I haven't seen the Snyder Cut. Um, I don't have HBO Max. I, I, I plan to watch it eventually. I'm not going to. My I'm roommate not... has it, and you you best believe I'm getting that password from him. Okay, I, good. I, I, I like, want to watch it, but the problem is it's four hours. And it's four I hours can't long. Commit, but they I broke can't it commit into... to WandaVision. How am I going to commit to four hours? But they broke it into chapters, though, for that. Oh, so, like, they broke it into chapters. So, like, if you need to take a break, there are chapter breaks. Um, okay. Within the Why? film. But well, I, think, I think that marks more of, like, a, a turn to episodic storytelling for uh, both DC and Marvel. Yeah. It's just how well it worked for WandaVision. And now they're doing it with um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And, and got Loki coming up. I'm so and I think DC is going to start doing that too, especially now that we see the Zack Snyder release is cut into chapters. Um, it's like well, and maybe we'll a... see more of a return to superhero TV shows. Well, and and another thing that's happening in that vein, I mean, and, and keep in mind, I mean, even though I, I should clarify just in case I I I feel like I made it confusing. Even though there are chapter breaks within the film, it's still a film. Like it's not episodes. Yeah. There's just chapters within the film. But they are doing a series based off of uh John Cena's character in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. Like this is I'm not joking. Like this is a real thing. And James Gunn is is one of the executive producers and John Cena's coming back for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just laughing because john cena yeah, <laughs> he just like, he's doing so much right now but like i like john cena he's a very wholesome man but um i, I don't know I, i'm excited yeah. to see what he does with his character in um in this movie but i i just don't know what to expect yeah, it's anymore. hard to say without having seen the movie um and i'll just say uh without giving anything away since you haven't seen it yet falcon and winter soldier first two episodes are really good they're really good um so far i think it's i mean this is kind of unfair because we've gotten all of wandavision and not all of falcon winter soldier so far wandavision's a little more up my alley but i kind of knew that going into it because i really like the weird stuff uh scarlet witch is like my favorite mcu character Uh but falcon winter soldier is really good and they're exploring on topics that i think bring a different and an interesting new perspective to the mcu which i do think in the past has had like a 
a habit of sometimes becoming kind of samey. Yeah, I got it. So I, I'm really, I'm very happy with with it. Okay, so that's that's all the news we have to talk about today. So this area is potentially where ad breaks would go if we ever get sponsors. Sponsor <laughs> us. Sponsor. Um, uh, next, we're going to talk about our topic. And our topic today is how story can transcend demographic. So what I when when I was coming coming up with that, what I mean is, um, we we wanted we wanted a topic that uh totally fit with the movie that we watched, um, yeah. which was Minari. That's what we're gonna be talking about later. And um, I'm just gonna say this now: we're not gonna get into the details of Minari right now. But Minari is about a Korean family who's in america and they're like doing the american dream and they're like trying to build a farm and, blah, 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 blah. and i thought uh that was an excellent example of just like a good human story that idea of wanting to be a success and wanting to build something bigger than yourself is something that i think that everyone can and at in some way empathize with yes um do you have any thoughts? No, I, I definitely agree. I think that regardless of who you are, you want to succeed. And you, everyone's got these big dreams. And uh, we're always working towards that. It's just a matter of um, achieving those dreams. And exactly. I think the movie definitely did a great job of touching on that. And then I think this concept goes even bigger to talk about how, like, uh, I didn't write notes down for this, so I'm going to be rambling a lot. Well, I think one of the things I love so much about one of the things that's always drawn me to film and television and like music is the fact that in every story, there's something that in my opinion, and you know, I think this warrants debate, but in almost every story, uh, there is something that someone, no matter who you are, can relate with. And the beauty of the theater experience is that it's all these people who have different lives, different experiences, different hardships, but can come together for two hours to have this shared experience that transcends all of that and just cuts to what it means to be human. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I get you. This film was very, very human. And I, I really like those slice of life's slice of life films where you just get to see like inside another family and oh yeah and draw some like um draw some relations between your own experience and this experience and and what they're going through um like they're obviously not going to be the same but it, it helps us understand our life more when we understand other people's lives i agree yeah <sighs> just love it very fun. Just love this art form. Um, <laughs> I guess um, we're we're still kind of workshopping this topic section. So in future episodes, it'll be a little more fleshed out. Yeah, and it could be longer. Yeah, and we and honestly, we might do. I have ideas for topics that probably won't flow totally with the movies we watch, and I think that's fine. But <laughs> this this is the part that we're gonna flesh out more. But I really don't have much any much else to say about it. No, I, th I um, think it's a good uh, good time to transition into just talking about Minari. The movie, the Minari, which we saw last uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, I think. We saw Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> um, 
time is so the time doesn't exist right anymore. Now. <laughs> um, it's it was good. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought like, I thought it was a a really artistic film. Yeah, and I I think that well, like we were saying before, there was just so much to relate to here, and I I, I really enjoy the um the fact that we can watch films about uh, people from other countries or people from other walks of life and be able to relate to them through film. I think that that helps uh, the general public just like relate more to other cultures. Because I agree. A lot of them just aren't going to do it on their own. Oh, for real. Um, and I, I enjoyed, and I, I, I forgot to bring this up in the, in the topic area. I like that there is like subtitles. Oh yeah, I, I don't know why everyone was so against subtitles when Parasite came out and won and all that. There's such like a pushback on like, oh, there's subtitles in this movie. This movie I mean, is... I could I can give you a reason. Well, I <laughs> like okay, I do know why. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly like I watch every movie with subtitles. I watch TV shows with subtitles Same. because like, I it helps me like to see the words and then also hear them. Yes. But I mean, especially, I mean, they're speaking in a language that I don't know. Well, um, and so the subtitles th- are going to help me, like, draw um, draw the uh, relations between what they're saying, what they're showing in their face, and and the words on the screen. And, and the thing, too, is like, and I said this when I, when I saw Parasite, is that the plot was so good. Oh, yeah. That you don't even realize you're reading all the text five uh-huh. minutes into it like and that's and that's how i felt with is like you just get so into the flow of the story that it doesn't it's not you're not even it's like writing it's like walking like you're not thinking about how you're reading subtitles you just are yeah and a lot of the storytelling was visual yeah, too it was. like honestly the facial reactions of those child they actors were, were phenomenal i was like can we get more like child actors that are that good and not <laughs> I, I don't want to bash on I, I thought it, and, and that segues really well to I just I thought all the performances were really top notch Stephen oh, yeah. Yun is fantastic like and I I had only seen him prior to this in Walking Dead I I, I had watched some stuff for because he does some voice acting as well and I had watched some of that stuff but the only like live action stuff of his that I had watched other than this was his work on The Walking Dead and and I didn't watch very much of The Walking Dead, to be fair. Um, yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> but he was great. Now he was always one of my favorites in that. And I really like this transition into like film for him and indie films. And I I hope we see more yeah. of him in that because I think he's really fantastic. Oh yeah, actors actors who do indie films are just like they're always these phenomenal people. Yes. I I feel like um who is um. Gosh, why is his name escaping me? <laughs> um, he was he was in uh, the recent Spider-Man movie as Mysterio. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Dang it, <laughs> he does a lot of indie. Films. Oh yeah, he's great too. And just the A twenty four studio in general. I just really like the films that they put out, like Uncut Gems from was that last year or the year before? Um, that was just like a very interesting movie. Yeah. And it was it was cool to see Adam Sandler in a role that we don't usually see him in. And I think A24 does a great job of putting out films where we get to see these actors in different um, contexts. Yeah. And it's great. 
I agree with that. Also exciting, um, my understanding is that because uh, Stephen Young got nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars, oh, yeah. and it's the first time a, an Asian-American actor has been nominated in that category at the Academy Awards. Oh, great. Yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's going to win, but uh, he was, he's so good. He was he was really good, and I think I think that's definitely some great steps forward. Yes, I think. Are we gonna start getting into like plot details now? Yeah, we'll we'll start talking about plot stuff now. So spoilers, spoilers. in case you haven't seen Minari yet. Um, if if you have seen it, feel free to continue with us. If you haven't seen it and don't care, feel free to continue with us. <laughs> if you haven't seen it but do care, go uh, watch it. I'll watch it yeah it was it was a really good film and um at this from this point on till like the end we're gonna be talking like plot stuff so yeah. um i i don't have <laughs> the exact time that'll happen but at we'll this put point, time codes um, in the description go see go see the movie check the description to avoid your spoilers uh but go see the movie and then join us back at this point uh to to hear the discussion yeah um it was so interesting to me just the structure of the movie uh it didn't end how i thought it was going to yeah no i i was not expecting it it, it ended more of like a life goes on sort of thing it, rather it, than a oh everything's happy and everything worked out or a everything's not working out well and it felt like one of those stories where even though our experience with the story ends the characters lives continue past the yes. point of the credit roll which are always really interesting stories to me. And, oh yeah, and it ended on a pretty low note. I mean, it, yeah, it was like it, it ended pretty sad. But <laughs> the yeah. scenes before the ending, we got bad I news cried. from every character. I cried. <laughs> oh, I was crying too. Why do we keep watching films that make us cry? I'm just emotionally <laughs> unstable, so me I cry too. in everything now. But, <laughs> um, but the the movie itself. Uh, flowed really well regardless uh, so when we're starting out right when they're getting to their new trailer home on the farmland uh, you see like the tension already in the family where oh, it's yeah. just these two like more th these two kids and their parents and their parents already have tension because there's disconnect between what each of them wants um, well, and, it's, and the yeah. kids know this like we see a scene they're fighting literally like this first or second night that they're there and the kids are writing these little notes on paper airplanes that mm -hmm. say don't fight please you know that this has happened before so it gives us a really good glimpse into what their life might have been like when they were in california yeah for real um well especially because it's like yeah it's so clear that uh the I'm trying to look up the character's name the mother <laughs> character uh monica i believe yes uh to be fair they barely said her name in this yeah movie. they said it like three times um <laughs> but like it was but we didn't need the names that's that's the thing yeah the the it's like you know the main family unit is the father who's the main character i would say the mother and the the daughter who's the older child i'd say the son was the main character i think the son was the main character i think the son was main character. i think you could argue for that um and then also the grandmother comes into the yeah the grandmother the comes in later and that's why i think the son was the main character because it really focuses on the the uh, was... grandmother uh grandson relationship there and their relationship was so 
fascinating to me. Oh like, yeah. That's that's where like my attachment to the film comes from is that relationship that they had uh where grandma comes in, she's not what he expected. Uh he was like, "Oh, grandma's baked cookies and they're they're nice and you gamble and wear boys underwear that was like what he said and it just wasn't what he expected and then they had some tensions because she also was kind of like mean at times teasing him and stuff but like in a playful way so it's just those expectations um when my grandma i I lost both my my grandparents well not my both my grandparents but both my grandmas in uh 2016 and um one of my grandmas on my my grandma on my mom's side lived with us for a bit and and so like the tensions between us when we were living together reminded me very much of the uh the tensions between the grandson and his grandmother it 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 really gave me some attachment there because uh, there's a scene where when tensions get to their highest um he's he's he so the little boy has a the heart condition like like they i mean you're here because you've you've seen the movie yeah but um the little boy has has the heart condition and so he has a weak heart and she brings like this uh drink concoction um that's supposed to help him get better and um it's like it's like that every day basically yeah it's like a tea and he has to drink that every day instead of like mountain dew which is what he wants to drink mountain water and they call it mountain water. <laughs> and um, so instead of drinking that, he he has to drink this tea, which he hates. And um, at some point, he's his grandma's watching wrestling and and he's like fed up with her. He goes into his room. She's like, uh, bring me some Mountain Dew. And he gets up, goes into his room and uh, sees that cup of tea, pours it out, pees in the cup gives it to her and gets ready to start running because he knows that when she drinks that and realizes it's not Mountain Dew, she's going to react badly. And it's just like, that was such a funny scene. Um, But also like I connected with that too, because sometimes we do things that we're going to regret or that we don't truly mean in that moment, just because the emotions are high. I remember, um, and I, I totally regret this this moment but when my my grandma was living with us there was a point that my little brothers were like goofing around we were messing around with them there's something with the remote uh fighting over it or something yeah and i was playing with them and she was trying to like pull us apart and then i was like go away like we're fine and i start um playing with them again and she's like getting really mad and um and we were just like at at like each other's throats at that point. Yeah. And I remember saying to her, I can't wait until you die. And it was oh. like, I, it was just tensions were high yeah. in that moment. Especially when you're and, young, but there's, there's no excuse for saying something like that. And I felt so like thinking back on it, I feel so bad, but like, um, I remember her saying back to me, you're going to go before me as I'm running up the stairs to my room. What an icon. And I was like, uh, I mean, thinking back, that was a pretty good comeback. I um, love that. She like, there were a lot of times where I look back on um, living with my grandma or my grandma in general, where I'm like, man, that was so annoying. The things she did, 
but also like cut to 2016 at her memorial me and my twin brother singing my way for her um and and just remembering all the good times it's just like there's there's good and bads to every relationship and you you see that in this movie through the bad of him peeing in a cup and giving it to her versus uh when he's out with the minari uh planting and uh catching the or or getting the minari uh with her planting the minari singing the little minari song yeah the moment where um he's like afraid of dying because of his heart condition and she like um she she holds him and there's that's where we see like the the true turnaround of yeah. their relationship is she she says no one's gonna take my little grandson away and um and holds him all night and it's just it's it was a very wholesome moment and i think that's where a lot of my emotional attachment came from was just seeing the uh the ends of the relationship the spectrum there for real and then yeah well and, and going back to like the pc one of my favorite parts about that too was like you know the next scene after that is the parents punishing him uh oh from the the peeing yes <laughs> and uh how they're like go get a stick like because they're gonna switch Hit him, him. With it, yeah and um and uh also, to be fair, this movie takes place in the eighties, so okay, that was well, like I mean, that wasn't still not fair. But... It's not fair, <laughs> but at the time, it wasn't considered as social as much of a social issue as it is now. Um, yeah, and uh, and then she's like, "It's fine, it's fine." Like, no, it a little pee didn't hurt anyone, and she goes, "It was fun." It, it was, was fun. Yeah, that dichotomy. She's trying to like defend. Yeah, she's like, it's fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. And it was, it was so interesting to see that dichotomy of her character in that moment. Yeah, that's that's like where you see seriously see her change and be like, oh man, like I. That's where they they want to fix their relationship, yeah. you know. And there's still times after that where he's still mad at his grandma, um, like the the time after she has the stroke and she's yeah. in bed, and he's like, this is all because you left Korea, um. And then he goes, goes to sleep, and that's that's it. And she she can't really react because yeah, she cause she, she just had a stroke. She recovering. can't even talk. Yeah. And then you see, um, he he's staying over at his friend's house and um, playing cards. And he's like, and his his friend is like, "Wow, this is a really fun game." And it was his grandma that taught him yeah. how to play that game that he's showing his friend now. And he's like, "Yeah." And and you just see like that connection where he's like, "Wow, grandma." Grandma taught me something. Uh, and then when when she had the stroke, that was that was the part that really got emotional to me. Was oh, like yeah. seeing that the fallout, especially with the end of the movie, where mm. she's like, trying to burn the garbage because they burn the garbage. Like that's what they do with their garbage in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I remember seeing her throw the stuff into that that bin. Like, oh, don't you dare! Well, like and that. here was my thing. <laughs> In I distinctly remember when I watched the trailer. I only watched the trailer once, and I like half paid attention to it a long time ago. This is like, like, way before we were planning on seeing it. Yeah, I distinctly remember that there was a scene in it where like something was on fire. So the whole movie, I was waiting for it. Oh no! And I thought it, I thought it was going to be like racist white people showed up and burned down their barn. 
Like, that's what mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that's yeah. not what it was. It was the fact that she was burning the garbage. And because of the fact that she didn't have full control of her body, accidentally knocked mm-hmm. some of the burning garbage out of the, the, the can and the fire spread to the barn. To the Yeah, to the shed where they kept uh, all the vegetables that they had. Been oh, eating. when that happened. Because it's like literally the same day within the movie. The same they, day they that set, he had a contract. Yeah, I was like, oh. Like, it hurt me in the soul. And it's just, it's sad. Just, like, and, and you, you connect to it in a way, because it's like, life just keeps throwing things at them. For real. And, and, yeah, no, that was a really, like, and then the moment where she's just, like, the grandma's just, like, walking away, and the kids go save her and bring her back. Um, So you truly see that they love their grandma. They want their grandma to stay. Yeah. That's where I was crying. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, for real. That got me. That was a good part. <laughs> oh, another Okay, this is like kind of changing gears a little bit. So if you have anything else you want to say about like that about the grandma's uh grandson relationship, yeah. I think I think I've said my piece. <laughs> okay. Um wh- okay, what's the name of that crazy guy who who helped oh, them? Oh my goodness. I I I don't remember. I think it started. Was with it Paul? H. Was it Paul? Paul. I'm Paul, looking at I'm looking at the Paul. the character. I don't list. know why I thought it started with an H. I'm pretty sure it was Paul. He was so interesting. <laughs> I me. remember when he first came on screen, you like reacted. You're I like, thought I don't like him. I thought he was. I don't like him. He gave me skeeve tastic vibes. I was like, he's gonna do something really bad. Like that's gonna be the climax of the movie. I will say this movie subverted my ex- expectations a lot in that regard. Yeah. There were a lot of plot points I thought they were going to do that they didn't, which was shot, which surprised me. I, like I said, I, I was so sure that he was going to be like a problem. Yeah. Um, and he, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, he was just like a guy who's like very devoted to his faith and maybe a little off, but yeah. Actually, I mean, he's like, also pretty, lonely, pretty and they say, "Like, yeah, the kids kind of talk about that when they're making fun of him." Yeah, the bus passes him walking on the on the path, and the kids are like flicking him off and making fun of him, like, "Oh, I hear he sleeps on the floor." Yeah, poops in the corner or something like that. It's just like this poor man probably has no one. That's For why. Real. That's why he's so attached to his family. And that scene where they invite him to to eat with them is just. um I think it's a very wholesome scene. I agree. <laughs> yeah. See him react to eating that spicy food. <laughs> oh, for real. He's like, don't get that too far away. <laughs> he was like, I like that kimchi, but it's making my forehead sweat. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> my God. But yeah. Um, another subplot that, um, I mean, yeah, we thought he was going to be a problem. I also thought the people at the church were going to be a problem. I did too. I did yeah, too. Yeah, this Korean, Korean family at a all-white church. Um, I, I really thought that racism was going to be more of a subplot uh, in this film. I'm going to rephrase that. Really I won't. thought overt racism was going to be a problem. Overt racism, yes. Because I do think there... I mean, there still was racism. Yeah, but like overt, like... I'm not gonna go into details of what I mean by that. Um, yeah, no, I I know what you mean. People, the people, like the people know more what I'm violent. About. Yeah. More, I yeah. I agree with that. I I thought that that was like the main thing I thought they were gonna do. They 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 did not do. <laughs> that church scene was so interesting to watch. I was honestly like just like tense that whole time. Me too. Me too. 
Um, but I, it, like I said, it resolved in a way that I did not expect it to. Yeah. So it, it kind of relieved me after that. I agree. A little bit. I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, it was just a little awkward. But I mean, it's it's a real thing that happens. For real. Another scene that made me feel awkward slash grossed out was when uh, the the kid uh, shares his his dad's chew chewing tobacco. tobacco. I was like, don't oh, do my it. Goodness. Don't, don't, do don't it. put that in your mouth. <laughs> uh, don't. For the people listening out there. Don't do that. <laughs> like, don't do it. I mean, who are we to tell you not to use? Do what you bag. want, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not gonna endorse it. <laughs> what if what if they sponsor us? <laughs> I don't want that sponsorship. I'll just say it right now. I'm not, I'm not gonna I am not gonna run an ad for something I don't agree with fundamentally. Run an ad. We run an ad for cigarettes on our podcast. <laughs> Never. Never. Anyway, um again. I just I really enjoyed the uh, the family themes and and just the the overall dream aspect because it watching the film you connect with them so much because of the connections to your own life and own experiences where when you see the different points where the farm is struggling or failing you you feel that you're yeah. like oh man like I want you want them to win so bad you For want the family you want it to end all hunky dory. Uh, everyone's happy but it doesn't and i think that's that's what makes it a really good film is the fact that it's realistic yeah i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> that's why i said it oh my gosh <laughs> i'm so proud thank you You're do you so have well. any other thoughts here i, I, on, uh, I don't think so i think i think we've pretty much said it all it's a great film and i cannot wait to see how it does at the awards. I'm excited to see. Uh, let me real quick. I'm going to run down the nominations that it received for the okay. Academy Awards. Yeah. It received uh, six. Six. Uh, wow. Those nominate nominations are uh, uh, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actor for Stephen Young, and uh, best supporting actress for uh, the actress who played the grandmother. Okay. And best original score. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I could definitely see it taking home at least one of those awards. I hope so. At least. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we shall see in what a month. About a month. <laughs> now, a little less. Yeah. Oh my goodness exciting i'm very excited uh, so i think that concludes our thoughts on minari and yes. um, concludes overall freshly popped episode two yeet yeet so just like a review of some of the stuff we talked about uh you know uh our big our biggest news things we talked about the oscar nominations the disney slate reshuffle uh avatar outgrossing avengers endgame uh we touched on the Suicide Squad trailer and the Producers Guild Awards. There's a Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, go, I can't speak. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima and a Zatanna movie coming. And guess what? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League both released on the same day. Um, wow. We also got a little bit into how storytelling has the ability to transcend demographic. 
Um, and then we conclude our discussion with a in-depth talk at Minari. Um, I think it was a pretty good episode, if you ask me. <laughs> I think it was really fun. Yeah. Um, I think that um, you might you're probably going to see more of this format in the future. I like this. this. I like. Uh, this. We're recording remotely for this episode, but there may be episodes where we're recording together. Um, but uh, I think the remote one really works, especially with our busy work schedules. We're really busy. This is why. Schedule. This is why <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna be able to commit to a weekly release schedule right now. Uh, Honestly, I, I mean, if, I we, if love... we find a morning besides like, well, I mean, I could I could record most mornings. So if we yeah, find so a morning we'll... that we can sit and record, and then I can edit it and have it out yeah. by uh, a certain day each week, I yeah. think we can do it. We'll try. Stay tuned. Uh-huh. I would love to. I would love to. I just don't know if we'll be able to. But I will. I'm willing to give it a good college try. Yeah. <laughs> so either weekly or biweekly episodes. Expect those. And um, that is all for freshly popped episode two. Uh, I am Wes W Skim Milk Skim. You can find me on Facebook at W Skim Milk, Instagram at W Skim Milk, and on Twitter at W Skim Milk or my website, www.wskimmilk.com. And my name <laughs> is Jordan Wayne Zimmerman. Uh, the best place to interact with me is on Instagram at uh, Jordan W. Zimmerman on Instagram. And don't so many for- W's. <laughs> so many W's. Uh, and don't forget that uh, you can also follow our podcast. We have a Facebook page right now. Uh, we are working on an Instagram page as well. Yeah, our podcast on Facebook is uh, Freshly Popped Podcast. And you can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting providers. We are now live on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's so, so many options. Enjoy, yeah, three. Three whole <laughs> options. But I believe uh, once you are on Apple Podcasts, um, a lot of other podcast services find your RSS feed. So be sure to search us on your favorite podcasting providers if it was not listed and you can always send us an email at um on at our gmail address uh freshly popped podcast at gmail.com to let us know what uh podcasting service we might be missing out on and um could be putting our podcast on or if you have any questions or recommendations for movies or topics uh, we'd love to hear it so be sure to email us there that i think we are i think that's that (laughs) the end thank you so much for joining us (laughs) bye